Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Welcome to Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries on Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. Uh, we come on every uh, Monday at 7 p.m. on the East Coast, 6 uh, p.m. on the uh, Central. We're here to talk about what does the Bible say versus what it doesn't say versus what people say it says. In other words, we've got to get an understanding of what the Bible is really saying. And we have to have an understanding of what Jesus is trying to tell us. And one of the things is the gospel. The gospel is a uh, revelation or a prophecy of what is being said for the future. And our future is now. The way things are coming up, the things that we're getting ready to go through, Jesus has already explained it, has already prophesied it. And the Bible always interprets itself. Back in the old days, when uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples, he told them about that fig tree. And uh, as they passed the fig tree, it was leaves on it, but there was no figs because it wasn't time for it to have figs on there. But Jesus was trying to warn us, if the Son of Man comes back on the earth, will he find fruit? Will he find uh, people that have faith? Will people trust his word? Or they done turn their back on it and say, well, I didn't see it come to pass, so it ain't going to happen. So the thing is, we've already been warned by this the, what they say, the metaphors and the prophecies that God has already given us, that these going to be times of bad times. They're going to be times when it looks like God ain't answering you, your prayer and stuff. But he's answering it. He's trying to get you to uh, be like him. Jesus said, be a follower of me. And he said, I am meek and lowly. In other words, humble people is going to be the ones who inherit the kingdom. The people with the anger issues, the people that have uh, it's all about me, all about me, instead of learning about what it is really about. It's really about Christ. So as we get ready to go ahead into our studies, I'll be having uh, Rhonda Mayberry. Uh, You'll be able to read from over that way? Okay. And other people that be on the radio, we're thankful that we have uh, uh, Deborah Ross is there and we have somebody from the uh, 913-596 number, but we'll get ready, get prepared to get the word goes first because you want signs, wonders, and miracles, you read the word first. The word tells us that signs will follow them that the word. And how do you get that into you? Is that first of all, you got to understand the rules of the kingdom. And here's one of the rules. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So what does that mean? That means for you to read the scriptures. Well, I read the New Testament stuff, but you need to read where the weapons are. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. Well, what is our weapons? It is the word. What word? Proverbs. 
Psalms and Ecclesiastics. A lot of times people want people to do deliverance on me, cast out this devil on me. Well, first of all, you ain't got nothing in there. They help cast them out. They're looking for the person, somebody else to do the work. When God says, you're supposed to be the one, it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. People are not the problem, but against principalities, against powers, get wicked rulers of the darkness, spiritual weakness in high places. In other words, we're in a spiritual warfare. So you've got to put your part into this thing so that you can win the war. I, I told a lady today, don't be a victim, but be a victor. Now, you never win a fight sitting down letting somebody beat you up. The only way you win the fight is when you fight back, and you fight back with superior knowledge, and that's how you win. Well, the knowledge comes from the scriptures. I was saying, uh, right now we're going to be studying Mark, the 13th chapter, starting with the first verse. Mark, the 13th chapter, starting with the first verse. Say amen when you get there. I know you people on the radio can't say amen, but there's no problem. We'll give you a few minutes there to get there. Because if you'll understand what this is about to teach you about flowing in the spirit. A lot of times people want to flow in their own brain. But see, you've got to flow in the spirit. And the spirit, and the, and the King James says the Holy Ghost. You've got to flow in the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? That means let him do the talking instead of you. You need to be quiet and hear what the word says. And the only way you hear it is I say you read those things, you quote those scriptures out loud so you can hear so your faith or your trust will grow. And all of a sudden, out of your heart will come rivers of living water. All right. Let's go ahead and start off. Uh, Let's start off with prayer first. Heavenly Father, we come before the throne room of grace and mercy and peace and love and the Holy Spirit, thanking you for this day that you have made, that we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you that you educate us through your son. You educate us through the word. You gave us everything we need to know, which is in the written and spoken word. And today, Father, as we read your word and we speak it, we understand that it becomes a life in us, and we get our life from the word, and that we'll start being able to defeat our evils, our demons, because everybody has demons assigned to them, and everybody has to overcome the demons. That's why we call them overcomers. We only be victorious when we win the fight. If we give up or we're weakling, the devil's going to whoop us. But thank God for your son who shows us that he overcomes all the tricks of the devil. And he taught us how to overcome the tricks of the devil. If you notice, the New Testament wasn't written when he was here, but it was the Old Testament that Jesus used. He quoted the scriptures from the Old Testament. But what that was, was revealing to us the wisdom and knowledge that was hidden in the Old Testament that we can use in the New Testament. Father, we come to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for being so good to us and so kind and loving. And Father, we all agree that you are good and good all by yourself. These things we ask and we thank and we praise God 
in Jesus Christ's mighty name, and we all say amen. All right, let us turn to, as I said, Mark 13th chapter, starting with the first verse. I'm trying to get y'all to learn how to flow in the spirit. All right, go ahead. And as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples said unto him, Master, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. And Jesus answering said unto him, Seest thou these great buildings? There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat down upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter and John, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him, Privately, tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the signs when all these things shall come to be fulfilled. All right, let's look at that thing. It says, uh, where it says in uh, the second verse, seeth all these great buildings, shall the, uh, there shall not be left one stone on another that shall not be thrown down. Now, why would Paul, I mean, uh, not Paul, but the brothers uh, James and John and Andrew and them ask questions. I mean, he just made a statement. What does the statement mean? That's where we have a problem. People trying to interpret the Bible with no knowledge of how the Bible has to be interpreted. People say, well, this is what that means, that's what this means. But I tell you, the Bible says it leads no private interpretation, but it interprets itself. But you have to have the knowledge, the key on how to interpret it. So now they, they asked him, Jesus, because they didn't understand, and they were with Jesus. So now he's about to uh, explain things to him. Go ahead with number four. Number four. Tell it again, I want you to say it. Tell us when these things shall, shall be. I mean, tell us when shall these things be. Now they're asking about a time. Go ahead. And what shall be the signs when all these things shall come? What signs? That's what they're looking at. What signs? The things that he said that this building would be torn down and not standing on each other. It is not talking about the building per se. It's talking about people. It's talking about a nation. But God uses sometimes uh, what we say natural things to explain the supernatural. All right, go ahead. And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed lest any man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be earthquakes in diverse places, and there shall be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. But take heed to yourself, for they shall deliver you up to to counsel, and in the synagogue ye shall be beaten, and ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. Okay, now let's look at that last part. And the gospel must be published before all among all nations. What he's talking about, the prophecy, the what they had just talked about, the prophecy's got to be told to everyone. And here's the prophecy. He said there's gonna be wars and rumors of wars. He said there's gonna be people that's gonna say, I am the Christ. They're gonna say this is the right religion. This is uh the uh the religion you should be serving and stuff. 
And then it says, in the end times, that we know when the end is coming, because there wasn't any at that time, because Israel had a temple. And things are always set up on the temple. So that was the second temple right there. But the temple had not been destroyed. So then it says, the eighth verse, it says, For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be uh, earthquakes in dire places. Dire means different places. And it shall be famine and trouble. And these are only the beginning. Well, what is they talking about famine? It's going to be a famine of the word. There's going to be false teachings out here. That's why the Bible says very clearly, it says that there's two roads. And one road that leads to destruction, the broad road. Many denominations, many preachers, many teachers, many false prophets out here. There's only one road, and that's the road of the word. And Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the light. In other words, no man comes to the Father except by the word. So if you understand the word is what's going to help you, not just quoting scriptures, it's having an understanding. That's why it says wisdom is the principal thing, but all you're getting, get an understanding. Then it tells you, uh, take uh, number nine, it says take heed of yourself, for they shall deliver you up and enter the, in the synagogue. You notice it didn't say council, I mean in uh, temple. It says synagogue. Synagogue means a gathering place. That's what we have in churches. We're called them a body of believers, but it's a gathering place. So this is where the, the trouble is going to start first. Like Peter says, judgment must first start in the house of the Lord or in the gathering places. We'll see who's really serving God and who's not. We're going to understand the Holy Spirit is rest really in a body in a person that speaks by the Spirit instead of by the flesh. Many people, many, many, many people go by the flesh in their understanding, so they speak things from the flesh and then say that the, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord did this. I'm going to teach you, according to the Scriptures, how the Holy Spirit talks. You don't have to. He does. He's the one that gives you an understanding. He's the one that brings the word back to you. But the only way he brings it back is, first of all, you read it and you speak it. So it'll be in just like your computer. Information in, information out. No information in, no information out. So, as I said, you're going to find out how the Holy Spirit operates on you being that uh, computer or that antenna. All right, go ahead. But when they shall leave you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what shall what ye shall speak, neither do you pre premeditate. But whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. That is one of the most important scriptures in the Bible. If you notice that number, God uses numbers, and you have to understand the number system if you really want to get deep into the word. The number there is 11, and 11 in the Hebrew is the word kuf, and kuf means will. So this is God's will trying to teach you something that man tried to teach and make it mess up. So, but this is what it says. Let's look at it again. It says, when they shall lead thee, uh, 
and deliver you up, take no thought. Stop trying to figure it out. No thought beforehand what you shall speak. Neither do you pre-med what ever shall be given to you in that hour. In other words, stop trying to figure it out. God's going to give you exactly what to say, but now I'm going to show you this. That uh, that's, let me see, given you in that hour that speaketh you, for it is not you. You get it? It is not you that speak, but the Holy Ghost. It speaks through you. Something in, something out. Computer. You're part of a computer. And the computer is walking around. You're that computer. You speak only, uh, you know, you have your own voice and stuff. You have your own thoughts and stuff. But when you get ready to operate in the kingdom of God, you got to get out of the way so that the Holy Ghost can speak through you. That's why John said that I must decrease so that he could increase. All right? I'm hoping y'all get this. It's not you that's supposed to be doing the speaking. It's supposed to be the Holy Ghost. All right, go ahead. Now the brother shall betray the brother to death, and the father, the son, and the children shall rise up against their parents, and shall cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my for my name's sake. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Now look at this thing at 13. It says, you shall be hated of all people, all races, for my name. What is their name? means authority. For my authority, my kingdom operates according to God's will. That's why we said 11. It's according to God's will, not your will. When Jesus was going, going through the uh, suffering, he said, not my will, but your will be done. Because he didn't want to really go to the cross. It was not something he desired, but he wanted to obey the Father. But it says, it says, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. A lot of people believe once saved, always saved. No, that's not true. The Bible tells you in the book of Matthew, it says that those that do the will of my father, those are the ones that are going to be saved. You can start off good, according to uh, Paul. You can start off good and still mess up. That's why he said he didn't want to be a castaway. You can start out preaching the gospel. You can come out helping people and stuff, but then you get weary. You get tired. Well, my prayer didn't get answered, so God ain't answered my prayer. I'm going to do what I want to do. That's what it said in the Old Testament when it talks about that uh, here they are serving God, and then all of a sudden they say, well, he ain't here, so I'm going to go ahead and do what I want to do. And I'm trying to tell you, this is why this, we're reading in 13. It's going to explain that today. Don't do it. Endure. Keep on going. Keep on having faith that God's going to do it. Because he can do it at his time, not yours. Go ahead. But when you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let him that readeth understand. Then let them that be in Judea flee. Now, let's look at this. This is a prophecy that was in the book of Daniel on the 14th verse there. It says, when you see this, what's going to happen is there's going to be a man. He's going to step into the temple, 
And when the temple is built, he's going to declare himself to be God. There's going to be peace for a while, like three and a half years. But then the next three and a half years, all hell's going to break loose. And everybody who is left behind, that's why this is prophecy. Everybody who's left behind are going to go through some terrible, terrible times. And the only way you're going to be saved is that you've got to hold on to your confession as they cut off your head. They've already got the guillotines in the United States. I told my son-in-law, I think it was about 20-some years ago, that they were going to have uh, guillotines in here. Well, that don't make no sense. Why don't we just shoot somebody? Hey, it has to go through Bible prophecy. What is being spoken has to come to pass. God's word will not be void. It will, come, it will bring forth what it says is going to happen. So now they got these guillotines in here. They got the uh, uh, body bags and stuff. They have the uh, plastic coffins so that everyone who refused to take the mark, is the mark out yet? We don't know what the mark is yet. But I know one thing, we ain't supposed to be here. We're supposed to get out of here before the great tribulation. The Bible talks, this is 13, it all talks about that. So let's keep on going. I'll let you see. The Bible always interprets itself. Go ahead. And let him that is on the housetop not go down into the house, neither enter therein to take anything out of his house. And let him that is in the field not turn back again to take up his garment. But woe to them that are with child, with child and to them that give up to those in those days. And pray ye that your flight be not in the winter. For, those, for in those days shall be affliction, such as was not from the beginning of the creation which God created to this time, neither shall be. And except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh should be saved, but for the elect's sake, whom he has chosen, he has shortened the day. And then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. For false Christ and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to see to seduce if it were possible, even the elect. Now let's look at that. It says in 22, and there's only 22 letters in the uh, Hebrew letters. And the last part of 22 actually represents the seal. Or saying, this is going to happen. This is it. So it says, for false Christ, false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders. But you don't see it. It says miracles. Signs and wonders. See, that's why you have to pay attention what is really being said and what's really been put down there. And it says uh, uh, to seduce even if possible, even the elect. In other words, the elect is supposed to have understanding of what the Bible is saying. And the, the lies and stuff that's going to be taught at that time is going to sound so close. We call it tickling ears. It, make, it sounds good. It makes me feel good. Are you really learning what it means? That's why God warns us. He warns us of everything that's going to happen. And he tells you, pay attention. These things will come to pass. All right, go ahead, number 23. But take ye heed. Behold, I have foretold you all things. See, there's the warning. 
Keep going. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars of heaven shall fall, and the, the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. Okay, now let's look at that thing there. But in those days, what days? After, after that tribulation, there are two tribulation periods. And the two tribulations, one is called the tribulation period, and the other one's called the great tribulation period. How do we know it's going to begin? It's when this man of sin, this man, the Antichrist, is going to step in with the answers to all the problems of the world. He's going to try to bring in peace, but it'll be false peace. And then he's going to declare himself. And I'll tell you how his, his words are. You can't find it, but I'll tell you exactly what he's going to say. He's going to climb up and say, I am the king of the universe. Who is the king of the universe? There's only one king of the universe, and that's God Almighty. And this person is going to claim to be God Almighty. And when those times start, that's when you have to worry about, if you've been left behind, then you need to know what the prophecies are. You need to know what the book of Revelation is. It starts with the fourth chapter of the book of Revelation about what's going to happen. And that will fulfill where it says, not one brick will be left upon another. It's not talking about just a building. It was talking about people's belief. They're going to fall away. It's a great falling away that, well, God ain't doing this and God ain't doing that. And they can't forget they're human and he's God. He knows what's best for us. We don't see that uh, I ain't got no money. I ain't got no house. Listen, the Bible tells us, our reward is not here. This is not our home. We're passing through, and we need to be re-educated about that instead of this, oh, wow, God, you're a genie. Give me this. Give me that. Bring this to pass. Bring that to pass. And we go ahead and do what we want to do. We want to, we want to get angry at people. We want to get smart with people. We want to steal from people. I ain't seen everybody doing the same thing, but sin is sin. Sin is sin. And if it's like uh, Jesus said, if you keep all 613 laws, if you were Jewish, then you would make it into heaven. If you keep all seven laws that's supposed to be for the Gentiles, then you would make it to heaven. But none of us do. None of us keep all the laws. And he said, if you miss even the little part of the law, you have missed it all. So this is why... He's looking for the best of the best of the best to come up out of trouble. You go through trouble, that's when we find out if you really love God or not. You go through trouble, we'll find out if you really love your family or not. Most people that, that, that have love, really love, they're willing to die for somebody else. But if you're not willing to, uh, to give the people, then you ain't willing to die for them. So that shows you what's in you. It's all about you, your ego. What makes you happy instead of what makes other people happy? The Lord showed me according to the scriptures, and I love that scripture. It says, I can, I'm blessed going in, blessed going out. I lend and don't have to borrow. That's good. That is good. And then he lets us know what are we striving for, and that is to obey God's will so that we can find rest or peace. Peace is in your heart when you stop thinking about you and think about others. I know kids that uh, their parents 
uh, always about themselves, don't care about the kids. And then here the kids grow up, same thing, not caring about their kids. Now, why should I stay with my family? Why should I buy them anything? It's all about them. And one man said, well, I'm going to sue my parents for having me because I didn't ask to be born. Hmm. Look like this. Nobody asked to be born. We're here. Let's obey who created us. And you ain't going to sue God because you ain't going to win. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the world. So that's why I'm saying if we take our time, like first thing I done told y'all, when you stop trying to figure things out, the Holy Ghost will speak through you. That was in Psalms 11. Then we got 22. Things are about to happen. That's the seal of the Hebrew letter, 22, that false pride, false prophets, false uh, teachers, all this will come to pass. And then book of uh, the letters of uh, Paul confirms this. The letters of Peter confirms this. Anything in there confirms what's already being said by Jesus, but just gives more details. All right. So then it says, you know, there's a time when they said, well, the stars all lined up and everything, that things are about to happen now. Listen, the Bible says not until the tribulation period. And praise God, we shouldn't be here. All right, go ahead. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then shall he send his angels and shall gather together his elect from the four winds from the uttermost part of the earth to the uttermost part of, the, of heaven. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When her branch is yet tender and put forth leaves, ye know that summer is near. So you, so ye in like manner, when ye shall see these things come to pass, know that it is nigh even at the door. So now this, it made, she noticed there, it says, now learn the parable. The Bible is written in parables and metaphors. Some of it's little, but not that much. And it says if you'll understand it, you've got to understand these things. And how do you understand it? Somebody has to teach you. You have to be, It has to be explained. And when it talks about the fig tree, it's talking about the nation of Israel. Well, as you know, in 70 AD, Israel got destroyed as a nation. And all this time, all the way up until 1948, everybody who ever went by Israel, they would say it's a desert. There's nothing that could ever live there again. Uh, Mark Twain wrote about it. Emerson wrote about it. He's another writer. This was nothing. Nobody wants this land. But if God's promises that I'm going to give these to my people, my elect, and they will come a nation again. In other words, uh, uh, it talks about the dry bones. You know, it says, can these dry bones live? And the prophet answered, only you know. And then he said, well, prophesy or speak to them. Speak life into those bones. And he did, and those bones started coming together. That's what happened with Israel. Israel became a nation again in 1948. Now, people say, well, why is it so important it was 1948? Because if you go back, what was the first Israelite? Who was the first Hebrew? It was Abraham. And when was Abraham born? 1948 B.C., before Christ. So the nation came back into existence. 1948 A.D. means another word for a Greek word for after Christ. 
So in other words, God doesn't do anything haphazardly. Everything has a purpose. There is no such thing as a coincidence. Everything is planned out in the heavenly realms. So now, it said that, uh, let's go to 27 there. And he shall send his angels, and they shall gather together his elect from the four corners, and for the uttermost part of the earth to the other part of heaven. What is that talking about? It's talking about in the end times, which is now, that Israel would come in from all parts and become a nation again, which it did in 1948. And if you look at Israel now, it's one of the most beautiful places you'll be at. They're very prosperous and stuff. But you got to remember, it said that all men would hate them. All these uh, citizens are coming against them, racism against them, their own brothers and sisters, which is Islam, their cousins. But yet still, they're against Israel. They're killing each other. But Jesus prophesied it. He said it was going to happen. Why didn't people recognize that Jesus was the Messiah or the prophet that Moses talked about? That's because their eyes was blinded, spiritual blinded. And it's the same thing with our world today. Most people are spiritual blinded. There's three major spirits you have to fight against. And one is called a misdirection, distraction, and the biggest one is sabotage. People don't realize you can have whatever you need if you get the understanding. These are spirits that you've got to fight, and you can be whatever you want to be. I don't care if you're a bum in the street today. You can go ahead and run for president if you will put yourself into his hand and let him bring you what you need to have. I know that sounds far-fetched, but I'm trying to tell you, everything is possible with God. You ain't got a job, start concentrating or focusing in. What is the word says? My God shall supply. Wait a minute, supply what? All of my needs. He didn't say all of your desire. All of my needs. How? According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Why did it say Christ Jesus instead of Jesus Christ? That is something that people need to learn. When your prayer is being prayed, you say in Jesus Christ's name. That's going from the earth up to the heavens. When you want the answer, you say in Christ Jesus' name. For that means your answer is coming down from the heavens down to the earth. There are three heavens that we into right now that we know about. That's why the Bible talks about the third heaven. The third heaven is where Jesus is, interceding for us, all right? There's a second heaven where it's full of demons, devils, all kinds of things that we don't even have an idea what is there. And they're there for one reason, to block our prayer, to block our way of talking to the Lord, to stop anything from happening. They're in there trying to stop the intercession for us and keep our mind blinded, all right? But the more you learn, like what it says, now learn this parable of the fig tree, and it's trying to tell you in like manner, learn these things, understand these things, that it's there, it's close, it's at the door since 1948. Then it says in the 30th verse, it says, Verily, I say unto you, that this generation shall not pass 
till all these things be done. What is a generation? Generation can be different types of numbers, but the basic generation is in the book uh, in the Old Testament where it says that uh, man only lives 120 years. So since 1948, anywhere in between this thing, the rapture, uh, the the takeover of the temple, anything can happen within the next 120 years since uh, 1948. But he said, if I don't cut the time in half or shorten the time, no flesh would live. We kill each other. We kill ourselves. So we don't know when it's coming. And when he, we'll, we'll read a little bit more later on, and I'll explain that. Go ahead. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Now look at that, 32. What it says, of that day, that's why I didn't finish it just now. In that day and hour no man knows, not even the angels, the messengers. They don't know when this is going to happen. Neither the son. Now, Jesus didn't even know. They say, well, now he's in heaven that he knows everything. I'm going to tell you the truth about that. The Bible tells us that this is a wedding supper. This is a a wedding. We get married. And the only person who knows when the wedding can be done is the father. That's why Jesus said even the son does not know. He didn't say I'll know later. He said even the son does not know. Because the father is the one who's got to inspect the house or the place or the dwelling place, which is B for Beth, the dwelling place where he's going to have his people. And the father has to come and he has to check out everything. And then the next letter is Gimel, means that he's got to give his permission. The Hebrew alphabet is very important. It's very knowledgeable if you have time to study it. If you don't, study the one thing, love God, which is the word, and love your neighbors as yourself, and you will fulfill the law. Stop being greedy. Stop being selfish. Stop worrying about yourself and think about others. You know, a lot of times we want to crack jokes on people and laugh about it and stuff, but you never know. It might hurt their feelings. So that's why the Bible tells us uh, that we're going to be judged for every idle word. Because it didn't hurt your feelings don't mean it didn't hurt somebody else's feelings. This is why the Bible is set up with rules. And if we pay attention to the rules, we be blessed. Going in, blessed going out, you'll be the head and not the tail. That you'll lend and not have to borrow. And that includes wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. All right, go ahead. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Now, what does that mean? Commanded, uh, let's see, gave authority to, uh, to every man and commanded the porter to watch. In other words, he gave, there are some true men and women of God that has the spirit of God in them that they speak by the spirit of God if they're speaking by their flesh that's not God well I, I've got experience in below and I can speak no we want to hear a fresh word from 
God. We want to live according to what God has required of us. And the more we start learning about that, the more we'll start to realize this is written for his pleasure, and we're here because he left us with a, a, a purpose, and that purpose is to learn of him and to teach others. Go ahead. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Now, that's a big thing for him to put down that word, watch. And he said, I said unto you, which he's talking about the Jewish race. And I say unto all, that's the rest of us, pay attention. Listen to the warnings. Take heed of what's getting ready to happen. Well, right now, I'm getting ready to open up the, the, uh, the thing here. Or anybody got any questions or comments? And I'm going to try to do the best I can here. And I hope I don't uh, put off. I'm trying to push something. And let me see here. Okay, now this thing is open. Oh, Dorothy's on here tonight, I believe. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So if anybody got any questions or comments, uh, raise uh, push one on your phone, and I'll try to figure this thing out. Well, Rhonda or, or Tossie, do you have anything you want to say? Okay. Well, let's say the thing is open. Anybody got? Oh, I see a hand. Hold on just a minute. It is nine one three five nine six. I'm opening up your mic. All right, you can speak now. Uh, Pastor James, uh, I'm just going to ask this, and then I'll just uh, push one again. Go back over the the, the three heavens for okay. me, please. Okay. Well, you stay on it. I'll, I'll explain to you. The three heavens okay. are the first heaven is the earth level. That's what we're on here now. The second heaven is an invisible heaven, which is called the second heaven. And that's where, according to the book of uh, Jude and the book of Peter, that's where the angels that had fallen are kept. Demons and everything else are kept in the second heaven. The third heaven is a word that we call uh, paradise. Paradise is where Jesus is, and that's where he rules and reigns from the third heaven. So did I explain it to you? So what you're saying, is that is that where we are, we are trying to get to the third heaven? Yes, we're trying to get to the third heaven. Okay, okay. Okay, that that's that, that's good. That I understand that. Okay. okay. All right. Thank All you. All right. I'll just push one again, and I'll take you off. All right. Anybody else has anything? Let me see here. Let me see if I can do this. 
hope I did this right. I... All right, anybody else? Because you know me. If, if if you don't have any questions, then I'll I'll end the broadcast. And nobody got any questions here. I see quite a few people on here. All right, then. Well, as I said, we're going to be starting on uh, Mark, the 14th chapter. I hope that everybody has an understanding now about flowing in the spirit. That means the spirit will talk through you. It's just like a ventriloquist. You know, the ventriloquist uses his hand to move the puppet's mouth, but it's his mouth that's speaking. That's what, uh, if you get uh, 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 understanding or don't have an understanding, go back over 13 again. Yeah, over 13 again and read it again and read it out loud to yourself. You ain't got to read it to everybody in the neighborhood. Read it to yourself. So that way you can have an understanding. When the Holy Spirit is working, he does the talking. He gives you the ideas. He is the one that will be speaking through you, and it's just like you're sitting in the back seat or sitting in the side seat, and he's the one doing the driving. I'm going to give everybody another two minutes here. to Anybody put their hands up? Okay, I don't see nobody. All right, to all y'all. God bless you and keep you. May his face shine on you and give you shalom. I just put a tenfold blessing on you that you'll be able to understand the things, the secrets of the kingdom if you learn to relax and believe what the word says and trust the word. So until next Monday, this is Pastor James Vivian. Uh, We're getting ready to move from the church that we're at right now. I'll I'll be giving you all more information about that. uh, we'll have to be out by the uh, first, or we'll, we might as well say the second of May. So we'll still be there at 9623 East Independence Avenue, Independence, Missouri. Until next time, God bless you and keep you and give you what you need. Let me see. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.